Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. And now, it's time to talk telly. With the best TV trio since Anton Deck dished Bruce. It's time for Luke, for Luke Gary, Gary and Matt. And Matt. With the Custard TV Podcast. Let's go. Let's go. That's what the man says, and so off we go. It's the final look at 2012. Would you believe that when we started this, we thought we could just do a podcast with just January to December, no problem. I think we thought two, didn't we? I think we, we said two. Now, let's be honest, yeah. we thought we could talk for less than ten minutes on each programme, and we all laughed hysterically and said, not a chance. <laughs> uh, the people mocking me are Gary. Hello, Gary. Hi, yeah, Chief Mocker, yeah. And the northern voice you hear will be Matt. Hello from the north. Can I? You don't have to tell everyone this, but just to be a bit more specific. <laughs> we call you. No, whereabouts? Whereabouts are you in the north? Because we keep calling you the northern bloke. Well, I don't really know where you north are. North Midlands. I'm up in uh, Staffordshire in Stoke. Staffordshire. So. That's a place, yeah. people. Look it up. Um, so you join us at the final look of 2012. Gary's all over October like a fish. Pie for some yeah. reason. Up with a piece of wonderful bread. Um, first off, uh, a couple of American shows that made their way over to the uh, the great United Kingdom. Don't know why I added the great. We're already pretty good. Uh, first is the Sherlock interpretation, shall we call it? Called Elementary, starring Johnny Lee Miller as Sherlock and Lucy Liu as Watson, in a kind of a Battlestar Galactica moment. You know, making somebody female in a remake. Uh, I've watched all of the 12 that have shown over here in this country and I really like it, but I have to say, you have to kind of divorce yourself from the fact that it is Sherlock. It's just a very good crime drama, but it's not Sherlock Holmes. Have either of you two watched any of this? I watched the first one. I wasn't overly sort of taken with it. Uh, didn't convince me enough to keep watching it, so... I think I think in America it's done really well. It was given the first it, the, the the episode that was shown most recently was shown after the Super Bowl, which is like yeah. a big slot in America. It is, yeah, yeah. I um, think Matt I think should be given some sort of award, though. Yeah. Because because he's seen the first one of every show you can imagine. <laughs> <laughs> he's the pilot king. I have to say, I saw the first one of this as well. Um, I did, but I'm not going to take it away from you because you see the first ones of everything. I, just, I mean, Sherlock is Sherlock to me. Don't mess with it. The BBC did a fantastic job. They didn't need to remake it. They didn't need to remake it at all, in my opinion. But don't think so of it as why? a remake. No, I don't think. I, sorry, I don't think. 
No, go on, yeah. I didn't think of it as much of a remake. It was, as we saw, I think we talked about this uh, when it first came out, it didn't need that sort of Sherlock Holmes story to walk to it, I think. It was well, enough just to have, you know, that, that sort of combination of detectives. Because they didn't do much with the Sherlock Holmes sort of I, story, certainly in the first episode, other no. than calling them Holmes and Watson. I think I think one of the key things is had this had the Sherlock not been made, you know, had the Stephen Moffat, uh, Mark Gatiss Sherlock not been made, this probably would have been seen as much better because yeah. it is it is a good interpretation of the Sherlock character. You know, he's a drug addict, which the original Sherlock Holmes was, and the one in our country isn't actually portrayed as that, or he's a recovering drug addict. And I think there are elements that Johnny Lee Miller has brought to the role that that say um, Benedict Cumberbatch hasn't. You know, there is a kind of like a madness that Johnny Lee Miller brings that I think Benedict hasn't. He hasn't chosen to bring a madness. He's a very straight lace Sherlock. So, oh no, it's just personal opinion. I wasn't a big fan of Lucy Liu when I saw the pilot uh, as part of Sky's previews, but she kind of doesn't annoy me as much now. That's so saying something. That's uh, saying something. If someone doesn't annoy me. Uh, moving on, um, another US hit, also showing on Sky Living over here, and about to re- re- remain, restart, restart for se- part of the series. Recontinue. Recontinue. To be resumed. Words aren't coming very easily to Read me on. It's not good for a podcast. Uh, it's Chicago Fire. This is a new, a yeah. new series uh, set in Chicago about fire. There you are. Uh, no, it's Moving on. Station, but it features <laughs> fire, rescue, and ambulance staff. Uh, so it's not just for, it's not just a remake of um, what was that other? There's been lots of other. I mean, well, London burning, obviously. It's not a London's burning remake. It's not London's burning. Third, it's third watch. Third watch, and then there was another one with Dennis Leary, wasn't there? Chris? Oh, rescue me. That's it. Yeah, which which I thought was quite good. No, Chicago Fit. This guy's Jesse Spencer, who was in House, uh, and, and yeah, neighbors. and uh, another girl, and a lady who was in. Um, Oh, good grief! Names coming into my head. <laughs> the one, the one where the bloke out of Reservoir Dogs was picking people out as liars. Lie to me. That's the one. I knew Matt would know. You see, Luke, you mock Matt bats me up. Uh, it's very good. I like it. Lots of good running storylines, and um, definitely worth watching. Now here's a question. Garmin, I'll give you an. Answer. Would you watch? Would you watch a show about an English fire department? I did watch London's Burning when it was on, so I think I probably would. If it was well written and had good people in it, yeah. Okay, but any time anytime there's an element of danger and therefore action, you know that can be exciting. But I doubt you'd have watched an English version of of Nashville, for example. I doubt that very no, much. In Bristol or something. <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> What's the Liverpool country music? Yeah, West country music. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the the Wurzels. Basically, what I'm asking is, would you would you watch a biopic of the Wurzels? <laughs> Are you producing one at the moment for Channel Five? On BBC Four. BBC Four, yeah, a bit more highbrow. Uh, yeah. Moving on, uh, Misfits returned for what I assume was its fourth series. I think this one yeah, was. Or, yeah, I think so. I think it was fourth. I think you're right. Anybody well. from the original cast is now in it because most of them are off oh, doing um, other things. Ian Stewart Jarrett, who is in the what's it as well, Utopia. Uh, yeah. He's the only one of the original five still to be in it. And uh, do you, do you, I assume, therefore, you've watched this, or you just know a bit more about uh, it? Yeah, I, I, I again. Watch the first one. Yeah, because I did. I was a Misfits fan, but the sort of the new characters didn't do a lot to sort of draw me in. It was. Um, 
Carla Chrome, who was in uh, Hit Miss and in Murder, and another guy who I, I don't know, I can't recall the name of, uh, and their characters didn't really add anything to it. It's it's like Heroes when they sort of had to bring new characters in because they yeah. all need these superpowers, and you know after the initial ones, it sort of, you know you sort of run out of creative ways to give new powers because, for example, when they brought Joe Gil Gilgan in for series three. I liked his sort of powers to separate into two versions of himself, so you had two versions of him. But the, I, I just wasn't a fan of these two new characters, and it, did, as I say, it didn't give the me. The writing any... wasn't quite as creative. No. I mean, the beauty of Misfits was series one was the the Irish guy who ended up in Accused, who yeah. didn't know what his power was right till the almost the beginning of series two. Robert Sheehan. Robert Sheehan, and 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 his whole character was just yeah. genius throughout that first series, and actually it kind of carried him. I thought series two was all right. But I gave up somewhere very early in series. He, well, he so, left, didn't he? He was yeah. He left in series two, so mm. um, that was a shame. But you know, they're, they're, it's good to see that E4 gave this three or four series that they didn't yeah. just go right. We've had a hit in our hands. We're going to move on now. I think, actually, is it coming back? I don't know if series five is coming back. Carla you know Chrome, who I met, said said it's up in the air. That was right. what Carla said. Um, when when she was asked recently, so if she doesn't know, I, mean, I presume she'll drop us an email when she knows for uh, definite. Yeah, yeah. She'll probably read um, personally. Yeah. Like well, she she got my yeah, number. So, got your yeah. number now. Yeah. <laughs> um, now <coughs> we have to be careful about this one because I think we've kind of done this one to death on the podcast, but we yeah. need to mention Hunted. Not, not only I, I think, I think Luke as well. But I don't know about Matt. We certainly promoted this as the hit of the, the the autumn last year. It was made by the people who made Spooks. It starred some big names in it, some good actors and actresses, and we all thought, yeah, a spy series in the UK is just what we need. How many? It let us down, didn't it? The dialogue and her acting let us down. It let everyone down. It just went mental. It just like, as I say, when they killed off some guy wearing a bunny suit for no apparent reason, it just went yeah. mental. The only and thing wasn't I was, various, wasn't there very strange car uh, cameos towards the end as well. Um, possibly. I, I can't remember. You watched that, the first I've... one. <laughs> no, 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 no. I watched. I watched it almost to the end. Yeah, I... Matt was the poor person who watched all sort of seven or eight episodes. I gave yeah. up after about five. Yeah. Um, some I was asked to review, so it was sort of. Yeah, you know, hit myself over the head. But the news was that it is actually going to return just the on the American side because it was a co-production. Yeah, and I think it, it will come back in this country, but not on BBC One and not on prime time. I think something like Alibi or and Gold. not on TV. Well, yeah, maybe, but Netflix again. I think the biggest thing, the biggest disappointment, was the main actress. Is it Melissa George? Yeah. Previously of Home and Away, and she was also in Lie to Me that we mentioned earlier. Yeah. She just didn't seem to want to know how to act, or she was actually more believable as the nanny character when she was trying to act in her yeah. real life yeah, than yeah. as Sam Hunted, mm. which was just bizarre. Sam <laughs> 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 Hunted. That was her yeah. name, wasn't it? it was Hunter, her name Sam Hunter, Hunter. Hunter, Hunter. Oh, sorry. <laughs> Sam Hunted. Get on to something you like, Gary. Yeah, let's get on to Red Dwarf, a bit of comedy. Uh, this is the 10th series of Red Dwarf that was uh, made by UK channel Dave, uh, and obviously then consequently shown on Luke's favourite channel, Dave Javu. Uh, yes! And this was a complete kind of almost reset for, for Red Dwarf. They had a series 9 that was shown on, on Dave, but it was only two or three episodes. This was a full kind of six-episode run, and a real return to form. Um, 
Did anybody watch more than just the first episode? No. No. <laughs> I, I really like it. What, what actually happened was that they went back and they asked Rob Grant to write... Sorry, Doug Naylor to write some of this. Doug, Doug Naylor and Rob Grant were the original creators, and although Rob Grant has distanced himself from the project a long time ago, Doug Naylor was kind of just a consultant. He actually wrote for this episode. Um, and, and the actors seemed genuinely to enjoy being back in these roles. I know, yeah. I know, Luke, you recently met Danny John Jules, didn't you, who plays the cat? I did, yeah. He, he was very happy that... Well, everything he's in seems to be doing well, as far as he's concerned. He was very happy with the way it was received. But I'm always sceptical when channels like um, Dave and Gold and all these bring yeah. things back. Gold is brought back, yes, Minister, just recently. But, and I don't know I whether it's Robbie, necessary. I noticed that Robbie Coltrane's doing a guest spot in Yes, Minister. I'm thinking, yeah, actually, that's appropriate. And actually, some of the actors they got in for Red Dwarf are really good. Yeah, so actually, I, they are prepared to spend money and, and, and do content in it. It was a very back-to-basics approach, but that back-to-earth was just so, like, oh. you know, self-referential. And after that, you thought they'd sort of die to death, but thankfully, you know, Dave gave it another chance because they knew they learned from that. there was an inbuilt audience for it. You know, they brought the laughter track back. They brought back the sort of basic humour of it, the basic yeah. humour of the characters. And it worked they, from the one I saw, and obviously because you watched the... Yeah, I watched all six. I think what they did was they they went back to what works. That that, that Rimmer and Lister are at each other's throat. The cat is fairly stupid, and Crichton is a know-it-all who makes yeah. lots of. And, he, and they went back to physical comedy, which I don't think there's enough of. I know people will probably shout Miranda at me at some moment, but I don't particularly want to see Miranda Hart Pratt falling around. I want to see. I want proper physical comedy. Well, they did that, uh, didn't they? Mir- Miranda did that space that Red Dwarf ripoff thing, didn't she? That one. Yeah. Nick Frost. So that sort of happens. Um, moving on to Merlin, of which the final series started in October, Series 5. It, it, this got great ratings, but I'm afraid I've not watched any of Merlin because I found it too young, shall we say, a younger audience aim. No. But we need, to, we need to applaud how well Merlin did. I think it got more audience year on year and really went out with a bang at, with a big Christmas doubleheader. Controversially, I watched the last one of this. <laughs> <and> just, <laughs> breaking with tradition. Or, or the last two, actually. Um, right. Again to review, and uh, the la- the the sort of the penultimate one was this big sort of battle one, but the last one was very sort of gently done, and it was all about the relationship between Arthur and Merlin, and it all went a bit broke back mountain towards the end. But I think it just had what a, I want a, on a Saturday night. A, su- yeah. a suitable sort of conclusion. It was Christmas Eve, so I think you know everyone was sort of you know at home and just and they did do big ratings as you said, and I think it went out at the right time. But there yeah. is talk of a movie, isn't there? There's talk of carrying well, on the brand out, out off TV. I think a lot of the actors want to move on to other things, don't they? So like yeah. Angel Corby, obviously at the moment is in Dancing on the Edge. Uh, I think pretty much to move on from that as well. The guy that played Merlin actually beat out. Uh, Matt Smith and Benedict Cumberbatch to win the Best yeah. Actor after, which I think was a big surprise. Oh, the national, no, no, it was the National TV Awards. Sorry, so National TV take, Awards. Yeah. Take that, that, take that with a pinch of salt because Miranda Hart won Best Actress for Call the Midwife. Well, so. No, fair enough. Well, there yeah. is <laughs> and he did wonders for funny looking blokes, didn't he, on telly? <laughs> you, he, you owe him a debt of gratitude. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, it gave me hope that I could be on telly one day because he's quite funny yeah. looking. Uh, but yeah, well, I mean, not my cup of tea. Thanks for asking. 
But um, well, yeah, I was going to say but, you, yeah. you've really talked about this when we've we've discussed it. So but I they are replacing it with a similar series, Atlantis, in 2013. Well, so and, we'll and also, I suppose what we ought to mention is this went up directly against the last series of the X Factor and came away some weeks with very respectable five yeah, to six I mean, million audiences. It was so. getting like good six and a half million, and the X yeah. Factor was getting about you know eight and a half. So it certainly drained some off the X Factor this yeah. year, I think. So BBC uh, are right we... to kind of look for something else similar. Well, for I think families wanted their you know the kids to watch something sort of substantial rather than the same horrible <laughs> X Factor drivel. So I think it did well with the family audience that didn't. Before we move on, yes. Before we move on, I have a dream. That dream is to get to December in the next twenty-nine minutes. <laughs> right, <then>. so you <laughs> Off we go. Homeland, we've talked about Series 2. I thought Series 2 was good, not as good as Series 1. I'm looking forward to Series 3. They ended it on a cliffhanger. The only thing I would say, Channel 4 didn't leave enough time between Series 1 and 2. They could have left it until now, really, to show it. Um, they wanted to be in line with America. The second series of Friday Night Dinner that was reasonably weirdly shown on a Sunday night was on. I'm not a fan of this. Either of you two want to comment? I was a fan, but then the second series was a bit more of the same, and I just thought... Am I just watching series one repeated again? So I, I was unimpressed. <laughs> well done, Matt. Well yes. done. Uh, I know that Matt watched more of the worst episode of just Fresh Meat series two. I haven't yet gone back and watched any. I've watched the first one of series one, and I wasn't overly because I suppose I'm not a Jack Whitehall fan. But series two did seem to get a bigger audience. Series Channel two was it, a lot it better. It was funnier. It was funnier. And you two were talking about, you know, Moonboy being your favourite comedy of last year. I think it's a toss-up between Fresh Meat and the next programme we're going to talk about. But yeah, Fresh oh, Meat the next programme! I'm I really looking on. forward to I talking about it. Getting on with the next programme. Yeah. Oh, uh, see what he did! Yeah. See what uh, he did! Yeah, getting on the, the Joe, Joe Brand uh, Nurses uh, sitcom on BBC4, which... Uh, Sadly, might be its last series. Just really sort of bleak and really, but really funny. And I think you know, Gervais should have watched this before making Derek because he could learn. A yeah, lot. I was just going to say. People say Gervais quite, you know, doing something about an old people's home. Getting on is far more because mo- the problem with Derek is it tries to be um, over sentimental each week. Yeah, and the problem with, and the. The greatness about getting on is it just showed life mm. as it can be sometimes. Quite bleak, quite depressing, really sad, but never really pulled on the heartstrings so much. But you just no, felt for them anyway. That was like it felt very realistic, but it still had that humour yeah. to And it's a shame that it might well be the last series. Yeah. And no the com- three main ladies, Joanna Scanlon, Joe Brand, and... Um, Oh, and I'm doing a Gary. Vicky Pepperdine. Thank you. I always want to call her Pippa, and I might do forevermore now. Uh, Vicky Pepperdine are just fantastic. I just think they they took to their roles fantastically. And I really hope that in some form we get to see it. And I'm annoyed because when I moved back to the UK, I was raving to people about getting on. And I don't know if it's the BBC4 thing. Or the late time slot, but a lot of people haven't even heard of it, and it annoys yeah. me. I think I think probably this should have been moved to BBC Two or something. But there you but go. I'm something else. So unfortunately, gone. No, I was going to say um, something else that unfortunately may may also end up being cancelled or has been is Monroe, which no, it has uh, been all liked. Um, it's a shame because I really felt in series two it found its stride, but actually you could almost tell the way in which they were writing the second that that sort of big storyline that they were being wound up because everything resolved and I didn't want that and it was obvious that they were trying to wind everything up well, possibly not being renewed I thought 
I really enjoyed Monroe as well, but I was thinking about it um, the other night when, when I knew we'd be talking about it, and I thought, if it did get a third series, I'm sure the scripts would be good, I'm sure it would be funny and moving and all that, but I'm pretty sure it would be more of the same. Uh, mm-hmm. Because a hospital drama doesn't really lend itself... Well, and also because you have Casualty and the Holby, which won 50 weeks a year, they kind of are doing every storyline there is, aren't they? In those two, there can't be a medical storyline that they haven't used. Horse meat? Maybe, yeah, that's a big one. (laughs) Um, Hotel GB was on Channel 4. Is this the reality one? Yeah. Ah, so this was basically Channel 4 celebrities running a hotel, so... Wasn't it? Who was it? It was. It was Ramsey was the kitchen guy. Got yeah. one. Did the Mary Bortas was front of house and uh, Katie Piper Phil. ran the spa and Doctor Christian was there and Phil and Kirsty and Phil Spencer. Yeah, and um, Hilary Devay randomly. Yeah. Why was Hilary Devay on it? I didn't I understand think, that. Well, no, because she's, she's the, the newest. Logistics. She's the newest Channel Four face, isn't she? That's it. She's yes. been bought by them now. She's doing it. I think it's called the Dole Office or something. I like the said. idea. She's been bought by them. You know, she's no, their latest, just, she's their latest acquisition. So she sort they of they just threw shoulder pads at her. Well, she was, she wasn't sort of fully one of the staff members, was she? They just sort of brought her in to run the shop and gave her a room, didn't they, and stuff. So this is about her dogs pooing everywhere. This is one of those reality shows that there was quite a lot of hype, and it sounded like an okay idea, but did not grip anybody i yeah. didn't see any ratings for this i didn't i don't think it made over a million on any episode i think it may i think it hit probably hit a million on its first night i think um i, I seem to remember it not hitting a million but you could be you could be right i don't know uh, but certainly i i don't expect to see this back again i think this is one of those channel four experiments that failed the only good thing about it was that everyone who who had a job uh, because that was the point of hotel gb was to get these people work and they did go on and find work in the hotel industry so from that point of view it worked and maybe they'll use that format and go and do something else in another industry another time and what we didn't mention about it was it did not need Paddy Paddy McGuinness telling us I was just going to say the exact same thing I think we've said this before that yeah I I see you saying that in October yeah. Uh, very briefly, there was another American import, Arrow, on Sky One. This is a comic book one. I saw this at the Sky previews in uh, in, in September. Uh, it's flashy. It's fast. It's still on uh, Sky One and doing very well. And I think it's been renewed for series two. But I gave up after a couple of episodes because I just thought it was a bit too formulaic. But if you're a comic book fan, this will probably fit in quite well with you. And another BBC comedy that probably not enough people saw. Uh, a northern eastern comedy called Hebburn, not Heaven or Heaven, Hebburn, which is a place Hebburn. in Newcastle. Uh, starred Vic Reeves uh, in a straightish role for Vic. Jim, Mo- mm. Jim Moyer. Jim Moyer, he, yeah, he played it as his real name. Yeah. Um, it, was this just Gavin and Stacey set, in, Stacey set in Newcastle, which is what I thought? And they had the Welsh girl in there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah simple, simple <laughs> I, I it was like a family comedy where... It was. It was a soft family comedy. There was yeah. nothing you could really dislike about it. It just didn't really no, excite me a great deal. And yeah, there will be a series two. Everyone so. in it was likeable, so it, yeah. was, it was a good watch, but just, as you there say... Were couple, there wasn't that really weird character that comedies need. Yeah. There was his ex-girlfriend, but I found her annoying, not weird. And the fat bloke. 
Yeah, but, but they weren't quite, and it just it tried very hard, and I'm glad it's getting a second series, because who knows, they might... Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this... Why? A lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit Cox com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. VGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus. Be able to expand on that. So there you are. That is October. Well, fatter blokes. Yeah, fatter <laughs> blokes and uh, more ex-girlfriends. I have to okay. October. I hand the physical uh, TV baton over for November. Who are you going to choose, Gary? I'm going to choose Matthew with two T's. Oh. Right. <laughs> I'm still here. November. Uh, a lot of these series we sort of talked about already, so let's see if we can sort of run through them first. Last Tango in Halifax, the sort of charming, charming, romantic, <laughs> well done, well done. Ding, ding, ding. Things, take a drink. Uh, romantic um, comedy featuring two uh, actors in their seventies in uh, Anne Reed and Derek Jacobi, who played these. Uh, Lovers who hadn't seen each other for 60 years and decided to get married. It was all about their families, the sort of dramas. And I know Luke was a big fan of this. I just want to say about it, it was brilliantly written. Very funny and very moving in places. And Reed, the actress, told me just recently that it's the most successful thing she's ever done. She's very excited about seeing the scripts for Series 2, as are a lot of people. The people who watched it and enjoyed it really loved it. And it got big numbers. 7 million, didn't it? Consolidated ratings of about 7 million watched the last two episodes. I mean, that you know, that was a no-brainer that the BBC were going to bring it back. And the, the uh, last two were on consecutive nights as well. Yeah, so. yeah. Uh, moving on, Peep shows uh, it's eight series, I think. Yeah, you're uh, absolutely right, Matt. Yeah, and the uh, as I say, more of the same, really. Uh, um, shockingly, I watched the first one. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I think I watched the second one as well. I can't really remember. And I'll it was just more of the same. Sorry, did you watch any, Gary? No, no. I was just to say, I, I, I've never actually sat down and watched Peep Show. Yeah. No one's actually ever sold it to me. I quite like, enjoyed. No one's ever said. I think it went off the boil around the time that sort of Olivia Coleman stopped being in it full time and just sort of ah. showed up every so often. Uh, her character, who was David Mitchell's sort of love interest, um, was a sort of good, you know, uh, supporting character, and now. They've got, uh, I think, the actress's name is Izzy, Izzy Sutty, I think, who's a star. Yeah, Izzy Sutty. I've actually, I've actually spoken and met that woman. Izzy, oh, okay. Izzy, I can't remember that her woman. name. No, yeah, but that she's, a, woman. she's a quite a good comedian. I've also met the writer of Peep Show, uh, mm. uh, a comedy thing, and and he, Jesse, he's very, Jesse Armstrong or the yeah, other one? Jesse Armstrong. He's very enthusiastic about his show, but again, no one's ever really made. He also me wrote Fresh Meat and that uh, Black Mirror episode. Oh, oh right, oh that we talked about that, yeah, that Charlie uh, didn't write. The, uh, we've talked about the hour on the last podcast. Uh, sadly, been cancelled, but there's been a petition to try and bring it back. Series yep. two started in November. 
uh, as I, I went to see the um, the premiere of this. <laughs> the first one! You went to see the first one! I saw the first one, and I watched the second one on telly. So. I, I, oh, saw okay. the hour. I saw the whole series. I think it got better. I think the episodes where they focused on the actual television programme of called The Hour were better than the side episodes that they did. I always as, liked... as a po- Yeah, I, I preferred The Hour when it was about the making of the TV show rather than the other stuff. As was the um, case in the first series as well. Exactly, yeah. But I think I think it's a shame it's gone because, you know, despite the fact, yes, it's another period-type piece, you know, looking back, I don't think there's much else like this on television. Uh, it certainly improved, the sort of pace of it for me improved, and bringing Peter Baldy in, I think, was a good touch because he's... Yeah, a, he was a great every, character. Everything yeah, he's uh, in is good, and apparently, I didn't see the last one, but it did end on a cliffhanger, and a lot of people are disappointed that, you know, yeah. they didn't get to find out what happened next. But I don't think I don't think it will come back. I think the petition is pointless. Okay. Uh, moving on to something uh, certainly me and uh, Luke enjoyed. I don't know if Gary got a chance to see this. Every day, uh, Michael Winterbottom's uh, <laughs> Michael Winterbottom's uh, drama about uh, a family affected by when the father goes into prison. John Sim played the father, but it was more about the uh, the family uh, Shirley Henderson and the four children who were uh, real life siblings. Winterbottom filmed this over five years, and it's actually recently gone into, I believe, uh, limited cinematic release. It was that well received. It, it has, yeah. It was. Yeah. The thing is that that I think I was, I did well to wait a couple of days before I saw this because a lot of people said, don't expect a lot of dialogue or a lot of action. Just enjoy it as a, a, a piece with these four kids who were just absolutely. You just believed every moment they were on screen. Mm-hmm. You just believed it was happening. Certainly the oldest you know, son who I thought was the standout of the four children. It was incredibly monotonous, but that was the point. That It was supposed to cover well, every day of their monotonous life. Exactly. It was supposed to cover every day of their monotonous life. The struggle to visit their dad in prison and Shirley's difficulty to stay in touch with her husband. Just brilliantly done. Loved it. Yeah, uh, something I know Gary's seen, The Killing 3, because he went to the Premier ki- No, sorry, Matt, that's The Killing I-I-I. yes. <laughs> <laughs> there won't sorry, be someone didn't go to Roman numeral training. <laughs> there won't be <laughs> Killing I-4, uh, I know that much. Um, the Killing 3 was the last of the series. Uh, I, the, the preview was also filled out with a Q&A with the writer, the star, and the producer of Danish television, which was a great thing to go to to really get an insight into the decision-making and how... A lot of what was made of The Killing Three was made very much last minute. The writer convinced everybody that he didn't want anyone knowing who killed, who the killer was. So he was giving in rewrites right up until, you know, sort of production time. Um, which, once you know that, and you, you slightly watch it with a different eye, you know, you watch it thinking, did they know they were going to go down this road as they went down it? Um, so, yeah, I really enjoyed it. I think it's a big shame that it's finished, but I think it was right. I think it was the right time. I think it's gone out on a high. I, yeah, I don't know. Again, they could, you know, there is sort of, room for them to bring it back the way that it ended it sort of yeah, ended there's on room a, to bring, bring yeah. her back in maybe like a special if, if they yeah if they want to they can but I say that it either was a, it could be seen as a definitive conclusion or an open ended conclusion you could take it either way I think they ended it very smartly obviously what's interesting yeah. what's interesting now that you've got this Nordic Noir thing is that the killing's coming to an end Borgen series 3 is showing which is the last one I don't think there's going to be a bridge 3 from what I've heard they kind of need to do something. Not that I'm saying they need to, but it'd be great. Come on, Scandinavia. Yeah, come Sort's on. <laughs> there is something that they talked about at this preview. I can't remember the name of it, but he, she sort of, the producer kind of said, this is the next big so thing. So down in Ikea or something. Yeah, uh, probably. Yeah. 
Uh, moving on to a BBC One uh, Sunday night horror um, series, The Secret of Crickley Hall, starred uh, Saran Jones, Tom Ellis, um, uh, what's his name, Douglas Henshaw. Uh, basically, a family moves into a um, old was it a school? It orphanage? was a private school, wasn't it? Or an orphanage, I think, orphanage. really, rather than a private school. And uh, obviously, uh, ghosts of the past come to haunt them, and obviously, they've moved there because the uh, the son went missing, and they ne- were never sort of able to find him again. I, I, I didn't see the ending. Does the I son come either. back? Oh. oh, the ending was brilliant. Now, don't say that, because I only ever got through series episode two. The thing was, I found this very bold for a Sunday night for BBC One. You know, mm. they don't normally do horror on a BBC One on a, mon- on a Sunday night. It was very bold. It was quite jumpy and scary. But ultimately, I kind of felt it wasn't really going anywhere quick enough. I don't know, I maybe thought three... Oh, I loved the last episode. I loved it yeah. so much, the last one. Load of tension, load of genuinely... Genuinely a bit spooky moments, and I think if you can see it, try and see the third one, because it's really good. Yeah, uh, moving on, another uh, favourite comedy of mine and Luke's, uh, Him and Her 3, it says 2 down here, but it was number 3. Liars. (laughs) uh, Another great series, Russell Tovey and Sarah Salmani were back as the Steve and Becky, the very lazy couple, and it all takes place in their flat. I thought this, I don't think it was good as the second series, but I still really enjoyed it. I loved the episode where they flashback to their first uh, date in the flat uh, and the uh, the final episode with him proposing to her uh, you those of you who heard the podcast the other night will know that Luke uh, oh no we didn't no I didn't say that that's between you and I and someone else don't <laughs> don't reveal Uh-oh. that. Uh-oh. Um, but yeah, we're fine. We're fine. Nobody heard that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I have to be honest. Yes, I did. And I just want to say, for some reason, I hadn't watched the first two. I don't quite know why. I don't quite know how it missed me. But I watched series three, or, or the first episode of series three, and immediately purchased one. No, downloaded um, <laughs> series one and two, and then recently purchase the DVDs because I, I just think it is I just think the I remember and you yeah. said oh I didn't like it very much and then so I was right yeah anyway. but I just think the writing is just so on point and the the royal family which I bemoaned about at Christmas this is what this used to be like it's just the yeah. writing is it's so strong disaster, isn't it I would say yeah perfect sort of a rom-com version of the uh, royal family uh, Something, uh, again, I watched the first episode of, and I know Gary stuck with till the end, Secret State, the uh, political conspiracy thriller starring Gabriel Byrne. Gary, do you want to have a talk uh, Very about quickly, uh, based on a book called A Very British Coup, which I think was previously made um, for a television drama, but this one starred Charles Dance, Dina McKee, um, and some very nice little performances from Stephen Delane and Robert Gra- Rupert Graves as well. Right, yeah. um, well done at the names, well done at the names. Thank you. I've got, the, the, I've, got the, I've got the Wikipedia page open. <laughs> <laughs> oh, <okay. laughs> I've learned it. Uh, th- this was very good, very tense, very, very political in the sense that actually it, he was he kind of made prime minister based upon a, a difficult decision that, that he had to make. The prime minister was killed, and it was good. I, again, I was a little bit let down by the ending, but I thought overall this was very good. I think I could see this kind of working in America. This is the kind of thing they would quite like to watch. Ending on two uh, reality shows in November, uh, I'm a celebrity get me out of here was of course back for its three week stint. Uh, Luke almost made it onto the programme this year I believe. Uh, <laughs> it was in the last few. <laughs> Damn yeah. you Ashley Roberts. But, yeah, <laughs> yeah. but uh, yeah, um, Nadine Doris became available at the last minute. 
so uh, yeah, this another just another series. I mean, we had there wasn't a lot of highlights. I mean, uh, Eric Bristow was was quite entertaining, and I think uh, it was mostly that Helen one, wasn't it? it was yeah, mostly, Helen Flanagan obviously was the uh, you know the dizzy uh, young one who hated doing all the challenges, and then just uh, instantly changed and and won all the stars. It was run by uh, Charlie Brooks from uh, EastEnders, Janine, and I mean, she was a likable enough character, but, you know, she didn't sort of, I think it was just sort of winner by proxy, because Brian Connolly was the sort of the favourite, but he left after sort of looking very, very ill in his last few episodes. There was quite a lot of hoo-ha at the time, wasn't there? That the ITV were going to get going to get sued because he was saying they deprived him of medication or mm-hmm. basic needs, so... There, there really it was almost a controversy, but it kind one of one thing that annoyed me though because I I came back to the UK as just as it was finishing, and there was loads of TV ads with um, Brian Connolly advertising his new Pantos. So yeah. I was a bit sceptical of was he really ill or did he, he need to was. get back for yeah. a while? He was getting thinner and thin. I thought that before he left, I was looking at him and thinking he's getting ever so thin, ever so quickly, more so than some of the other ones. Uh, he just looked, he did look ill, so I don't know if it was sort of the medication thing that they were saying, but he certainly looked like he was getting ill. Um, we, sorry, are we going to say something else, or shall I move on well, to... Well, I was just going to say, it's the best diet that, I, that ITV could put you on, really, isn't it? If, they should do this after Christmas, when people have bulked up on turkey and stuff. <laughs> well, Colin Baker lost a couple of bit of weight, didn't he, old... Uh, he did, yeah. But some of them say now they go on to those kind of programmes. I remember someone who was in Celebrity Big Brother said, oh, I wanted to lose some weight. Mm. Thinking, isn't there a cheaper, not so evasive way of losing weight? Yeah, but they get paid a lot of money. Yeah, well, yeah, it's not a cheaper way for them. It's a nice pay. No, end up slightly doolally after it, but fantastic. uh, I I still love it. Yeah, no, it's it's still a good watch, and I suppose the only reason to watch it is Anton Deck. Deck, Yeah, who was hilarious again. Um, Obviously. I could, if you, could, if you could get rid of the bits about that other people had just shown me a show if we're out and date, take the mick out of them, I'll have that. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, finally, uh, Young Apprentice uh, came back for what was its third, and we did mention this on air, that we it did. was going to be its final series. I can we did, yes. Um, but uh, as we talked about it a lot on, on Tuesday night, we weren't hammer on about it here, but you know, Alan Sugar loves doing these sort of shows. One by uh, Ashley from up north, and uh, yeah, uh, Luke, did you enjoy this series? Or do you know what? I was completely gone then. <laughs> oh yeah, the Young Apprentice. The young Apprentice. Yes, the, sorry, yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I did you. Uh, <laughs> sorry, no, I was just sat here listening to you talk. Uh, the Young Apprentice. Yeah, I did. I did enjoy it, but not so much that I'm desperate for another one. Uh, okay, just, so that um, was uh, November. So uh, Luke. Do you want to finish the year? Luke, yes, I on. will. Let's do <laughs> let's do December. I'm so conscious of of how this sounds, but I'm hoping it sounds all right. Um, meaning the sound of the podcast, not what I'm about to say. Um, right, December <laughs> was before you started talking. But go. I know it was a sort of a lackluster month as it always is. Things come to an end. Christmas specials were on, so we picked a few here. Inside Clouches on BBC Two got massive ratings, and I found fascinating. Matt and Gary, did any of you see this? I didn't know. I think no. it was on. Gary, 
sorry. Blaster is something. It was a, oh, I think it was the on Monday time, night. Already time of this is is because it was on just before Mastermind or something, or only Connect or something. No, it was on before the Buzzcocks on Monday. That's it. Yeah, so that's the only reason I ever saw anything of it. Sorry. Uh, when I'm a Celebrity finished, ITV uh, aired a new three-part drama called The Town, starring Sherlock star Andrew Scott, Martin Clunes, and um, somebody else as well. Um, what's the name? Oh, the new Miss Marple. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. Please come into my head. I'm doing a you. Um, again, three-parter, kind of liked it. It was a very different for ITV drama, but in the end... What did Not you think like of the last episode? Because we never really talked about that. What did you think of the reveal at the end? Of I didn't think it was that much of a great reveal. I think it built itself up and yeah. up. And uh, it wasn't... Yeah, I know. I enjoyed it, though. It was something different, and it's always nice to have something. And as we said at the time, the actress who played the sister was just amazing. But even her storyline sort of fizzled towards the end a bit. I so wanted to see more of her, that's why I think. Mm, yeah, and they had so many different sort of stories. There was the story about the Julie McKenzie grandmother and the young lads as well, who I think was in Shameless. Uh, their story, why was he, you know, why did he have the watch of the uh, dad who died? And they all sort of, just the conclusions of the stories weren't sort of as good as the build-up, I think. But it was a nice, interesting, different drama for December, so yeah. Okay. Um, moving on, and the other I mentioned the other dramas that ITV did, uh, but I'm not allowed to veer from the the, um, the script here, so I'm going to move on to Channel Four piece, which starred Peter Mullen playing Peter Mullen, grumpy and miserable as he always is in the fear. I I saw the first one, wasn't blown away, didn't get gripped by it, and sort of thought I've got Christmas shopping to do. I can move on. Yeah, I didn't. I again, this I think it was on. At a time where I had just had too much to watch, and I just I didn't sort of start it. But I hear really good things from some people, but obviously Luke didn't enjoy it. So, That's <laughs> like Gary, matters. did you watch it or? Hello, is Gary there? Still? <laughs> Do you know what? I don't know if he's even there. <laughs> he is there. Oh no, he's not there. Let's carry on. <laughs> he's not there. He left us some time ago. I'm <laughs> I've no idea how long ago. Um, the other I, the other ITV drama I mentioned was a two-parter called The Poison Tree. Oh, oh now Gary's gone. You can. <laughs> I'm back. I'm back. Yeah. Sorry. Oh, oh, damn it. Okay, let's move on. Then. From the script, then. I just thought while we're, while we're doing drama, I was just talking while we're doing drama. No, go the on, Poison yeah, Tree. Yeah, Poison Tree. Go on. The Poison Tree again. Episode one, manic and mad. Episode two, a bit of a better payoff. But still not to the same calibre as I like. Watch the first one. So. Yeah. Um, and then back to the script. Uh, this was on after Christmas, uh, in a w in that weird slot where no one quite knows what to put on after Christmas Day and the stuff. Restless starred Downton Abbey, star her, and was a two-parter. Thank you. And was a two-parter again. Again. I think I just was fed up with this. It didn't do anything for me. Some people I know have seen it, enjoyed it, but. Not me. I enjoyed the first one. Uh, I I really like again I like the build up, but it just didn't. The second episode didn't really do anything for me, despite Hayley Atwell being really good in it, and Rufus Sewell and uh, Charlotte Rampling and Michael Gambon, really good cast. But ultimately, I thought it sort of fell down a bit in its conclusion. What's uh, and with I four minutes remaining, we've got any of uh, these ones. two programs. W disappeared. Two programs. Okay. 
Right, uh, two more programs to get through. We'll do them ever so quick uh, as we reach the end of 2012. ITV's one-off starring Joanna Lumley, The Making of a Lady, featured no way of how to make a lady. I'm still trying to make did one. Think, did you think this was the uh, Ladat to Lady um I did, yeah. I did so. I, I thought it was like... I wanted to the get a flat pack lady and make sure you left the jungle. This is what she did next. No, I didn't. Uh, I didn't care I, for I, it. I, did you watch it in the end? Because I, I yes, think I did. You but I didn't about care. It initially, for it. you hadn't seen it. I did see it and I didn't care. Yeah, the se the second bit of that I thought was a, a letdown when the cousin and his wife turn up with the sort of you know the Indian woman and try and sort of you know kill a baby. Uh, I thought that bit was a bit. Rubbish. The first bit, the sort of Downton Abbey bit with Joanna Lumley was alright, but the second bit sort of tailed off. And finally, Channel 4, one-off documentary stroke two part, reality two piece. Part, two part. Oh, was it two-part? I'm yeah. sorry, Bad Santas. I uh, didn't see this, I think it must have clashed with something else. Yeah, it, it was just enjoyable, sort of, you know, Channel 4, trying to get these uh, different, you know, some of them were jobless, some of them were ex-cons. Some the, of them were know, hopeless. Some of them were hopeless. There was four of them who, you know, they had this this guy who ran the Santa school, and I think in the end, three of them ended up uh, succeeding and being, uh, you know, department store Santas. It was enjoyable stuff. It didn't set the world on fire, but I quite enjoyed it. So that brings us to the end of our wow. review of 2012. <laughs> I didn't think we'd ever make else. it. I didn't think we'd ever make it. We've recorded this podcast at least three times and had problems so I'm glad we finally made it to the end and it goes to show even the things we didn't like in 2012 still worthy of a discussion mm. uh, I just hope that this time next year when we're talking about 2013 that we're just as impressed by the amount of new television I, that I comes out. I think at the way. moment it's had a good start 2013 because there has been a lot and there looks like there's going to be a lot to come in the next month so I think there's a lot to come. A there's light, a lot to be excited about. February, February and March could be could be good months. March particularly. If I had to pick standout ones of those for me, not to be overly hugely predictable, Moonboy accused, and um, there was another one that was just on the tip of my tongue. Good cop. Moonboy accused and good cop. I, I would equally go for Moonboy. I'd also go for Game of Thrones in the newsroom. I'd go uh, Sherlock, Fresh Meat, and getting on. And you all know our feelings on Silk as well, so that gets... Yeah, yeah. I've, now, I've now watched a bit of Series 1. Still, still good. Ah, still good, thank you. Thanks for clearing that up. <laughs> uh, our normal podcast where we talk about television on your screens at the moment. We'll be back on Monday now, we think, although that's irrelevant because this podcast is yeah. separate to all the others. So you can download I don't it even know. Side, so don't worry about what time it's on. Subscribe on iTunes. Website, we belong. Yeah. <laughs> Visit the website, thecustardtv.com. Yeah, and very soon, uh, one of my new favourite shows of 2013, Sharon Rooney from My Big Fat Diary. I have confirmation speaking to her tomorrow, so that review will be uh, that interview will be upon the site very soon. Thank you, Matt. Thank you, Gary. Thank you, Luke. Thank you, Luke. I really hope I wasn't heavy breathing all over all of this. If I was, just record it and play it and phone yourself, and I'll heavy breathe for free down your phone. Um, all the best. We'll oh. be back. It's the Custom TV podcast.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 